Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the everyday golfer. We're your hosts, Rennie Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we discuss Ryan's first round at Pebble Beach, the recent Tiger documentary and back surgery, and more. Stay tuned after the break. All right, welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast. Um, we're excited to have everybody here. Um, I'm, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz, right now. Uh, yes, sir. And we wanted to discuss a few things tonight. The main thing, um, I think, is we need to really touch on like our bets that we had last week, um, which lost for myself, lost for Mooney. So I think we were done there. Yeah, losses. Yep. Um, <laughs> Charles Howell the third almost made it into the top ten. That was somewhat exhilarating. Uh, everyone else, I bet on fucking stump. Yeah, uh, I had yeah my team on DraftKings. I don't even want to bring them back up because I'm looking at answer leading or in second on uh, uh, at the uh, at La Quinta, mm-hmm. and this motherfucker didn't even make the cut last week when I bet on him. So fuck that. Yeah, betting golf is tough, especially now in in the full field events. Uh, odds are already not in your favor when you're betting, um, right. and and then you you add it to you know 183 person field or whatever the hell it is, and it's definitely yeah. not in your favor. Yeah, yeah, and then I didn't even bet this week because I was so humiliated. Uh, looking at the, looking at the tournament this week too, everything was split up. I'm not the tournament, but the PGA Tour, everything was split up. You know, some people were playing here in the U.S., some people were playing the European Tour. Um, just didn't have the time to be looking into. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I think we'll probably save, you know, our betting kind of where we go in depth for some of the bigger tournaments, right? Like maybe next week, Torrey Pines, right. uh, we won't be going the in-depth betting analysis for like the John Deere classic in no. Ames, Iowa. No, we won't be doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, looking at the, the tournaments this week, I couldn't put that much time effort into into looking at two courses two fields um but it is cool that there's you know multiple tournaments going on we're like literally watching a tournament live right now because it's in uh dubai you know the european tour is you know exciting to watch at least you know prime time essentially oh this is champions this is uh, champions oh, tour actually it's oh, a, oh they just changed it why yeah they, they yeah. just changed it yep. so while we're just you know talking on this darren clark's gotten huge since uh, he won himself that British Open back in the day. He looks like he's drinking all the Guinness. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, PGA, I mean, La Quinta's cool. I, I I watched a little bit last night. You got that, and PGA West, you got that hole with, like, the huge fucking wall bunker that you yeah, got to hit yes, out of that's and right. stuff. There's decent names, Phil's out there. Um, yep. Myself, I'm probably a little more interested and entertained in watching the LPGA tournament this week. Tournament of Champions. Yeah, I was um, watching that earlier. They had you know celebrities out there too, and it's right? A, and Pro- it's a program, Prime. yeah. So like you said, Smoltzy, some Marty Fish, Aaron Hicks. Uh, there's there's a lot of people. Annika Sorensen in the field. Uh, Blair O'Neill, fresh mm-hmm. off her child, still looking hot out Here's there. Here's a question. So. Uh, they play from different tees, right? So, like, the, the ladies play from the ladies' tees. If you're a senior and a lady, is there another set of tees to play from, or is I'm it... not sure. My, I would think, like, John Smoltz, you know, for example, the guys that are, like, real sticks that are out yeah, there. Yeah, they're, they're playing blues. And they're, the, 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 the ladies are probably playing from those same tees okay. with them. Okay, okay. I mean, because the LPGA, they... they uh, uh, 
Nellie Corda, two, she drove the 330-yard hole twice. That is insane. Um, so it's fun. I, if you're just asking me, I'm, I'm obviously a little bit more of an LPGA fan, but if I'm watching golf this weekend, I'm watching LPGA. Um, Daniel Kang leading the tournament, who yeah. I'm a big fan of. The Corda sisters, who I love, are up there. And then you got... It's cool. I like watching cats like Smoltzy and Marty Fish. Those guys all tear it up too. Yeah, um, it's fun watching like the people who don't make their living uh, playing golf that are actually good at it. You know what I mean? It's well, fun to watch those guys. Yes, but let's let's not forget that most of them that are really good or actually good at golf on those are they're still professional athletes. Yeah, they're professional athletes <laughs> with unlimited resources, unlimited funds, essentially. But yeah. yeah. But, um, but still, it's tough. I mean, golf I mean, golf is hard. Well, 100%. I think baseball players and hockey players are probably the two guys that kind of – and Marty Fish kills it too. But, again, you're talking a, a rotational sport athlete. Right. Uh, you don't see – uh, James Harrison out there. No, swinging. no. <laughs> NFL no. players are your bigger, bulkier players. You got a good amount of NBA guys that like like golfing them. Steph and mm-hmm. Iggy probably the most notable. Right. I mean, their 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 physiques too, being you know long and lanky, it really helps them play. Once you learn how to swing, then yep. yeah, then you got physics on your side. Yep. And those guys are super driven, super you know focused. Both those guys. But yeah, it's fun. It's just fun watching like non boring. I mean, no offense to the PGA Tour pros, but most of them are boring. Yeah. Because they're just so methodical. So watching like people who don't do it for a living um, go out there and, and play well is, you know, it, at least encouraging, but it's entertaining for myself at least. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, another uh, another recent event that I wanted to talk to you about was probably every golfer's dream is to play this course, but you actually got to play um, Pebble Beach yesterday. That so, I did. So I'm dying to know a couple things. Um, well, like first of all, what was your overall impression, and what was your tee time? All right, uh, tee time was nine forty. So okay. late morning, fog burnt off. It, it was an incredible day weather-wise. My overall impression. Um, having been there before, not played it, but walked the course uh, at the U.S. Open. Although I didn't go through the entire course, I kind of picked and chose right. the spots where I hung out. It took it took a long time to get from place to place. When yeah, it was there. Yeah, yeah, it's a U.S. Open mm-hmm. uh, pre-COVID, so fucking millions of people out there. Yep. Um, and my overall impression is is. is this speechless is is incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to describe. It's it's. And, you know, we were guys that grew up playing Tiger Woods and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the design and the layout of the course, but until you actually get there, um, and, and play it, it's, it's, again, it's breathtaking. Yeah. Um, it's, and it sounds cliche to say that, but I, I would say until you've walked on that, those fairways and stuff, uh, it, it's, it's. Like I said in my Instagram post, I found it hard to focus yep. from, on those holes, that hour and a half, kind of two-hour stretch where you're on like five through 11. Yeah, I found it hard to focus myself. Um, you, when you're out there, like you're so paying attention to like, you're like, you're you're looking at the vistas, obviously, and you're looking around you and stuff, but it, like it's weird because it's like you're in a painting or like in like a TV show yeah, you've watched. Yeah, it doesn't watched. seem right how the... F- yeah. The fuck is there a golf course on this? Yeah, for, for, for one, yes, that is that is the truth. Um, but for two, like just like 
to be there where you've seen so so many iconic moments, you know, like yeah. you, you feel like you're like in like a TV show or like in a movie or whatever, and it's hard to focus on actually playing well. You're just like, I'm just glad to be here, much yeah. less have to hit a golf shot. Yeah, yeah, and and I've I've played some cool destination courses, you know, some Cabo Resort courses, mm-hmm. couple a, a Nicholas course, couple of Nicholas courses, Cabo, Puerto Vallarta, mm-hmm. the uh, I played the Teeth of the Dog and the Dominican, so you know some nice. Coastal kind of courses, but, right. but nothing, nothing quite like that. And it was good conditions while you were out there. Incredible, nice. sunny. Um, I was triple layered up, right? I didn't. I took. I didn't tee off with my pullover. I took my undershirt off after the first hole. Um, nice. Yeah, and rocked that the entire time. Didn't really get. Got a little breezy on the, on the back nine, which mm-hmm. is to be expected in the afternoon along the coast. Yes. Um, but how do you yeah. think you, how do you think you played? I was disappointed in how I played. Um, as we said earlier, golf is hard. Uh, so going into this, this kind of came about fairly quickly. So I knew about two weeks ago that I was going to play there. So this last week, I spent the entire week going to the range. Um, Did you work on anything particular? I worked on a couple of things. It wasn't all fail. Yeah. Uh, it, I worked on... Um, Yes, I did. I, I I felt very confident going into this round. Um, my the biggest thing was I just did not drive the ball well at all. Um, mm-hmm. My driver, I felt great with my driver leading up to it. Um, it's I, I don't and it's there's I know exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I know because I know when my balls leaks up when I hit weak little fades. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm swaying in my swing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I hit. I don't think I swayed on any drives I hit at the range in the last week. Pumping drives, uh, and I, I don't know. I can't explain it other than I shit the bed, and it's hard to it's hard to drive hit a good drive when your asshole is puckered up. I know, and and, and uh, I remember on the first. <laughs> I remember on the first tee, just uh, I remember before I hit my shot, I was just like a ball of nerves. I was so nervous because I wanted to play it well, but the thing is, like. I really look forward to playing that course again. I do too because I I don't think I'll be as caught up in you know just the the jitters of playing it yeah. and I you know it's like it's incredible it really is it I don't really I don't is. know what to say I, I I try to and that's kind of you know, I, I I remember constantly going I remember constantly throughout the round uh, being in certain spots being like oh I, I I've seen you know this happen here like I remember being. Uh, uh, on 18 specifically and seeing the tree that you know tiger drove his yeah. ball by you know what i mean and it was um countless moments like that the entire time yeah 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 it's it's unreal what do you, um, what, so do you what do you think your favorite hole is favorite hole i want to touch on worked on i gotta give myself some credit here, okay so. i shot a 93 couple okay. you know give or take tee shots that were bad and little few mollies here and there we were out there to have a good time obviously it's not uh the price of your normal municipal course yeah, to go play so, every swing is like a like 50 bucks um i worked on things that were a success i worked on my hybrid because i knew i was going to need to hit my hybrid off a few tees mm-hmm. uh so the first hole i nutted a hybrid um Here's where I think I got just psyched out and didn't drive the ball well. I'm left-handed. On the front nine, you know, you, you've got water right. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, my miss with my driver is not yesterday. And my miss typically with my driver is a nasty pull. 
which is not going to work on uh, when the the Pacific Ocean and cliffs. Nah, are you can't just hit into the other fairway and get away with it like you can um, inland. And so I was I was pushing balls and losing balls left and fading them, and I think it was just because I was a I know I know I was swaying. Uh, I was just I don't I don't know. I got nerves got the best of me, mm-hmm. um, and. And I was scared to kind of let it go. And I was babying shots a little bit, right? Trying to guide right. the ball. So, like you said, I, I would like to get back there and just play my, my game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, when, it's, when um, it's not like you're taking it all in, you know? That's not to say I had a couple pars. I had good holes. Um, I I did, as I told you earlier when we were working out, I, I, I hit 13 bunkers. So, can you hit damn. 13 bunkers and can still post a score in the 90s, especially at Pebble Beach? It's actually somewhat impressive. Uh, yeah, uh, I was gonna. <laughs> I, I was. I was gonna say, man, I can't believe there's any sand left. If you're hitting, uh, <laughs> they, had, they, they had. They had to go to Carmel and get all that sand and bring that over to Pebble uh, Beach. You name it, I was in it. Um, I played really well out of the greenside bunkers. I didn't play too bad out of the fairway bunkers. Um, <laughs> I think I hit. Out of the 13 bunkers I was in, I think it, I hit two shots out of two bunkers. So that's not too bad. Um, <laughs> and greenside bunker shots there are nerve-wracking. For sure, because it's going to go in the ocean if you, if you skull <laughs> yes, it. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's, uh, there were pluses to take. And it's not like I was out there losing. I, didn't, I lost one ball. So you know, it's, it was just a rough day. I would have liked to have played better. Um, yeah. That's golf, right? It, I think that you have to to play that course well. Obviously, you have to drive it decently, but I think it's all the uh, short game stuff, putting and like chipping around the. That's greens. what saved me. That's what kept me under a hundred because my striking was, <laughs> was poor, man. I, I I tell you, I shanked a seven iron. One of the good drives that I had, I shanked a seven iron on my second yeah. shot. And when you, I don't think you've ever seen me shank a seven iron. I, so I, like, like, I don't know how. I mean, a mid iron to shank anything above us, yeah, uh, anything above an uh, eight to shank it is imp- uh, impressive or disappointing, however you view it. But and then you know, I, I started out pretty well. I was above the hole on the first five or six holes, which is, again is 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 tough. No, um, above the hole. When I hit a green, um, yeah, and then, but chipping from above the hole is even worse, uh, dude. So I did the word the the holes that I really blew up on were the holes where the flag was in the front of the green because oh, yeah, you got bunkers guarding and the, them. and the wind comes in from the from the coast, so like they're pointing out. You know, most of them are pointing out towards the to the ocean, and um, the the air is dense, so you're clubbing up constantly, yep. right? And I could not. Basically, if it was in the front of the green, I would have to miss the green to put myself in a spot where it was a favorable putt, I felt. Yeah, yeah. Small greens, um, it's, you know, and all, it's, yeah, it's, it's like they designed it, the, the, the two kind of amateur cats, I forget their names, I was reading this last night, they designed it to hit, challenge the world's best with long irons into small greens. It, that uh, that it lives up to square footage. It's the small, the this, uh, least square footage of any course that's ever hosted a major uh, in terms of green size. Yeah, yeah. They're all small, and they're and they're all tricky. They're all tricky. I didn't put well when I played there. I didn't yeah, put, put I uh, I put it decently. You got on here. That's because we we had a, a caddy out there. Um, that, that was super helpful, uh, helpful with the putting, uh, helpful with 
keeping it lighthearted throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave me some jokes that we talked about off off the record that were great. Um, overall, very cool. And he and he 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 told me when to crack open my beers. He nice. Said, once we were getting out, he was like, "Dude, after after the third hole, he was like, yeah, he goes, you've got some beers. He goes, these next this next five through uh, five through twelve, he goes, drink them then." Uh, what was your favorite hole do you think favorite hole for me uh was probably i mean i guess i gotta say seven i sandy parred on the sandy par podcast Mm -hmm. sandy parred the signature hole so seven hit a we had a little bit of wind uh playing one playing like 103 Really? That's what they said. Okay. So I hit my 56 and I went into the left side bunker. Okay. Obviously not trying to flirt with the right, which is water. Uh, or long, which is water. Now. When I played that hole, I put two into the ocean. That bunker shot is brutal. Uh, going up. I'm uphill, looking at it right now. Uphill. And mm-hmm. then, it, I mean, yeah. you, you know, it's, it's what do you want to do? You want to try to chunk this and you hope it gets out, or do you want to pick it clean and say goodbye? Uh, I fucking that was one of my best shots, and then I rolled in a nice, probably like ten foot putt for par. Um, and so that was that was my favorite hole. It was both. It was seven and eight. Eight yeah. eight was a hole for me that was cool because I remember sitting in the landing zone mm-hmm. uh, from the fairway at the U.S. Open. So we were planted on that left side bunker mm-hmm. that guards the green. Right where guys were hitting all their approaches in at the U.S. Open, so mm-hmm. it, was, it was hella cool. Right? It was just awesome seeing these guys hit their 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 long iron shot in, and then we saw Rom hole out of the bunker. Uh, That's so awesome. That brought back like like you said, you know, the nostalgia of like the moments when you're there. Yeah. Um, eight, I stuck a I four iron, and then I hit a six iron out of the rough onto the green, rolled off behind the green, and. I'll let you figure out how the rest of it went. I yeah. bogeyed it, but... Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that uh, number seven, obviously, everybody looks forward to playing that hole. It is... It's weird, but it is the most signature hole there. Um, at it's Pebble crazy Beach. that it's a 100-yard hole. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and there's so many more out there that are just amazing. Um, and I totally agree with you on hole number eight. I think that's my favorite hole. That's an Alistair McKenzie-designed hole. Um, it's just... You're out there at one of the most challenging golf courses in the world, and you take a like low iron off the tee, um, and then you hit a a long shot, another another long you know a, another downhill, downhill to like a thirty foot downhill, and you yeah. have to uh, cover this chasm that's just like it's it's one of the most unique holes that you've ever seen for for it to be a McKenzie hole, and the way that it's laid out is so unique. Um, just because to, for him to sit there at that plot of land and be like, this is how this hole is going to be shaped. Like I would have never thought that's how it would have been. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's beautiful. I like that hole and I like 18 and just, it's just because 18, you've seen so many iconic moments on people coming, you know? Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. As I was telling you, 18 was awesome. I had, uh, 18 was awesome and, and I, I triple bogeyed 18. Um, oh, <laughs> but, but uh it was awesome i i i the wind was coming off so i i did not hit good tee shots so i was already behind the eight ball and then uh 
I put one in the water. I, I played it too far out with the wind. But mm-hmm. as I was hitting my drop sand shot to the green there, greenside sand shot, mm-hmm. tide was coming in in the afternoon. And I was catching some ocean spray off the, <laughs> uh, off the seawall, which was like, I was like, this is awesome. Right? Yeah. Um, you're, yeah. Si- you're sitting there at 18. I, I went uh, I went driver. Um, layup shot was next. It was on the right side of the fairway. And then I hit my approach shot for my third shot and i it was right at the flag and it caught that fucking berm uh on the right side mm-hmm. where the, the right the right right, right, si- right side bunker and it shot it directly left into the bunker that um lines essentially the 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 fairway there at 18 but i still got up and down for par still yeah. got up and down for par you know it's it's easy to be tough on myself um Never like again. Never played that course. The kind of the everything that goes along with mm-hmm. the round makes it a little bit different. At the end of the day, I played pretty poorly all around. My, my irons, I did not strike that well. Mm-hmm. Also, everything just was going left for me. And I think it was, it was a little mental block. Mm-hmm. And uh, I scrambled incredibly well, though. Uh, those that's again that that's a, I I'd probably still be out there if I didn't have a short game. <laughs> um, but I hit like, some. You'd be great. like Sneds at the Valspar. The Valspar. And I'll say this: the rough was very interesting. It doesn't look as thick and kind of dense, mm-hmm. but man, it definitely grabs. It, it. I had a couple of shots that I know I hit very well out of the rough, and and that my ball flight was funky. Well, um, that's the thing. Coastal golf. Uh, everybody or uh, every golf course that um, is coastal has healthy ass grass. It's not going to be you know, dead or yeah, anything like that. Was, I feel uh, like it's always like that. My, my, my family friend I played with, it was sticky, as yeah, you said. Yeah, Um It's always got some moisture in it. Yeah, yeah. But no, overall, uh, an, an incredible, incredible experience. I, like I said, I look forward to the day where we're balling and we can get back there and play again and have a nice, fun round. Um, yeah. I can't wait to play there again. I mean, we both got to play there with our dads. You know, it's pretty pretty awesome experience you know hell Um, yeah i have to i have to say too like you know being there in like certain spots you know where you've seen like tom watson hole out you know to win a to win a u.s open there or where you see um tiger woods you know going going for it at a u.s open as well you know oh hell yeah um, uh what is that six yep it's it's you can't help but feel like you're in a movie while you're playing out there yep um but speaking of Tiger as well, this has been a big week for Tiger. Um, he has the documentary that came out, and he also had back surgery. Um, and that's one thing that I really wanted to ask you too and, and talk to you about that. I don't know. I mean, obviously, this might be uh, something that you may not know or whatever, but for back surgery, I mean, this guy's trying to return in March, and he's 45 years old, going on 46. Like how likely is it that he even plays the Masters this you know, year? So I'll say this: I haven't fully read into the procedure. I did had. as somebody uh, as somebody with a with a fucked up back. Um, he had essentially uh, debris in his lower back that was causing discomfort. So like obviously he's fused. So he he essentially had a, a arthroscopic surgery. Yes, to, like like you do with a knee. Um, like a torn meniscus, right? I don't know if it, uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know if it was 
done that same way, but I do know that it was it was not nothing like in terms of fusion. Yeah. Or so my guess is they were probably cleaning up where it was fused or mm-hmm. in and around like that area. Like something had broken off from that. Um, which in theory isn't that crazy. You know, right. like I said, I'd compare it to like someone getting their knee scoped. Mm-hmm. Uh, However, like you brought up, dude's in his forties. He's already he's already fused. It's you know his Tiger fans. It's concerning, right? I don't. I'm not surprised by it. I thought he looked really uncomfortable at the PGA Championship. Yeah, I think, I think that's where I first. They said they said that he started feeling it though at the PNC with young young Charlie. See, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not gonna buy that. I thought he looked uncomfortable he at did. the PGA Championship in the cold. Uh, in that kind of dense weather, you know, mm-hmm. we we've seen him play really well when he's playing back east in the summertime and stuff. Right, um, and, and so I I thought that was the first time for me. I was like, well, he kind of looks, you know, old and, and 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 just not almost like he didn't really belong on on the course with with how the with the way the, the youngsters were killing it out there. Right, uh, I would have to agree. He looked like. Uh, I mean, he just didn't have that confidence when he was standing over the ball. And you can kind of just tell that he like had accepted defeat while he was playing timid. the tournament. Yeah. Timid. Yeah. You don't see Tiger Woods playing timid golf. I no. was thinking about that, you know, circling back to Pebble Beach. I was timid. I, I was scared to really let go because I was scared I was going to hook the ball, which, you know, yep. hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have just let it rip. But um, It's devastating news to hear, too. Like, you know... We're all Tiger fans. Everybody's a Tiger. What's fan. encouraging was I read it. I read Rory uh, said someone asked him about it, and he said he saw him shortly after the surgery, and he was walking around and, and moving fine and stuff. So, and that's it. it you know, if it holds true to kind of like getting your knee scoped. You know, guys get their knee scoped and go play an NFL game three weeks later. That's so, true. Uh, it, it, it remains to be seen. Um, I know. It's uh, it, it's just really, it's really uh, interesting how it came on like the eve of that Tiger documentary that came out too. Came out the day after, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, for the second episode, I think, or something like yes, that. Yes, yeah. And the second episode of that documentary is when everything gets juicy. Um, first of all, I want to go on the record for saying that that was a slanderous, libel. Piece of trash <laughs> journalism. I will not take people talking shit like that about Tiger Woods. It was speculation. Um, it was only his ex girlfriends that uh, were interviewed it all, directly. It was all exes. Yep. And writers. And writers. Uh, and the guy who broke the story, um, I think it was for the National Enquirer. You take one look at that, that fuck. That dude is a, the a biggest piece of shit. Piece on the of shit. He was so sitting there, all so fucking He's proud. So happy. Fuck uh, him. Out of this, that was that was a huge takeaway for me. I I don't like to say the term hate. I hate that man. Yeah. He did, not only did he, like that's for any celebrity that he has that kind of like he just wants this, to like. Yeah, he I felt hate, good that he took down somebody and like just Tiger Woods. People's dirty laundry, out, yeah. Which like I, I don't have. You take any, one look in that guy's garbage can, you can imagine. I don't what you have any find. respect for that. I, I, here's my 
I agree. I thought it, I, mean, I didn't think it was as bad as like what I had seen people talking about before it came out. Yeah. It, I read that they didn't even talk about the the comeback, which they gave a great portion of to the I comeback. I thought they did too. Um, yeah. They didn't cover the his first win back. They did cover the uh, the Masters. The Masters. Which I mean, that's the accumulation of the comeback. So I I didn't think it was as bad. It, to me, it was a lot of stuff that we already knew. Uh, it's interesting hearing from his old mistress, you know, hey, whatever. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to wait too much to what she's got to say. Yeah. No, well, nor with Stevie or any of that. But here's here's what I gathered from it as a Tiger fan. And just, I, I almost feel bad for him. It makes me feel bad for, you know, these mega athletes at times. But or mega superstars. Yeah. That, like they forego a childhood because they just well, focus on the that, goal right away. That's where Tiger's different, right? Some... Some mega suit. Most people don't endure it through childhood, right? That's right. why LeBron. You got to give him props because sure. he's he's done it his entire life. He's he's still married to his high school sweetheart. He, you 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 know he's made a couple minor mistakes in his career, uh, but he's been on ESPN since he was fucking fourteen years old. That's right. Um, and so you got to love him or hate him. You got to give him respect for that. Yep. Uh, and and that's what I felt. Where like the first episode. I'm like, man, this dude, you know, like there's those videos of him just dancing, being a goofball at yeah. his first friend's house. I'm like, dude, this looks like a guy that's like never, never had like friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, his only friends were somehow interwoven through golf. And, yep. and, and but yeah, so I, I, I thought I gave him you know, a couple more points. I guess that's me as a Tiger fan. But right. I, I don't know. I felt, like I said, that's, that's just is. You, you feel you feel for someone that's constantly under the microscope um, and and constantly getting you know kind of he got caught up with like what goes on in professional sports and professional athletes like that that shit happens all the time I mean his influences were Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan when he went through all that scandal shit oh yeah those boys had themselves some time uh, yeah I mean there's a video of Charles Barkley telling a police officer while drunk um, that he was going to a certain place to get the best certain thing done in town. Um, and nobody bats an eye, but because he was Tiger fucking Woods at the time that all that happened, I'm not saying it's okay what he did, um, but that is like gossip columns. Like who, like, you know, it Wait, wasn't he did, like he did anything like to, you know, um, necessarily like a crime or anything like that but he fucking what he, what he ended up doing is just exposing that he wasn't perfect and he's a complete fucking asshole you know yeah i mean yeah yeah i don't know i kind of felt the same way when i was watching the uh the bulls series mm -hmm. the, the last dance right like you watch all this stuff with mike and at the height of mj mania and stuff i mean we were i was a little ass kid so i i remember like second comeback MJ more than right. I do early MJ. But, oh, okay. You know, all that fame and stuff and just, you know, it's like, fuck, you got to give the guy a break. I don't know. It's crazy to think, we don't know what it's like being that famous. Right? Yes. So, you know, I think a, a real fucking statement about it would be what he did was wrong and it's very, you know, it, it's, it's not necessarily hateful, but it's, uh, you know, you can call his character into question for that. But at the same time, I don't like I think you really. But at the same time, you can't you you can't put yourself in his shoes and say, "Oh, I would have handled it differently." Because there is no possible way that you could do that. How many people have seen their father cheat on? I mean, I'm sure a lot have, but you know what I mean. How many people you see your father cheat on your mom, and then you gotta just gotta shut your mouth about it, right? Yeah. Is so. 
to do that and have no friends like to talk it over with and you're just yeah, stuck with that right all you got to do is hit wet shots yep <laughs> uh it's, again yeah uh, yeah i mean no one's feeling bad for tiger he's the biggest he's a fucking he, billionaire and all this but i rich. don't know like i said if i'm me, just saying i'm just saying it's not as like it is it doesn't look like he had like the he his upbringing is unique we'll just say yeah 100% and and I, I feel for a lot of athletes in this sense, you know, even I, I think Kyrie's a, a a babbling fool, but I understand he had to take a little break because shit just goes crazy. You know, yeah. I can't imagine constantly being under that light and, and, and everything you do getting criticized. Um, when do you think you're going to play golf again? When's the next round you're playing? Potentially Sunday. Oh, nice. Um, uh, buddy's birthday. Shit. If, I mean... In my head on Wednesday, I was gonna tell you I was gonna dust these guys on Sunday. But now with them, but after my my fucking <laughs> rocks have been taken from me, uh, who knows? But if if I know golf, I'll probably go out and actually play a really good fucking round. On yeah, Sunday, yeah, so. you won't be you'll, you won't be on uh, the on the coast of Pebble Beach, so it won't be quite the same. Uh, I, I mean, hopefully that transfers over to not getting getting nervous on any first tee anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Also, we got to go. Shout out, Matt Blackman. You left me that voicemail saying you were, uh, listen, yeah. saying you were listening and you might be able to hook us up to, at uh, Silverado with, with your family. Love it. I'll, I will give you a call this week. Um, yeah. He's listening to the Sandy Pars podcast while he's doing work on got, the finest pools Matt, in you Hawaii. Matt, you got to get it. Yes. You got you to get us on so we can get a practice round in. We'd much appreciated. All right. I think that's, that's it. Sweet. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we discuss our dream golf trips, the Farmer Insurance Open at Torrey Pines, and more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content, like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen. Until next time, hit him straight. <laughs>